Welcome to episode one of the Sales E-Experience podcast. I'm really excited to share this conversation that I had with Luke Butler, an account executive from Vonage, with you today. Um, it's a, an excellent conversation about how he came to be in sales, what being in sales is like, and, and how he built his personal brand within within New Voice Media and then Vonage to, to progress and to receive promotions. So it's a, a a great conversation to listen to if you're thinking about a career in sales or thinking about kind of what goes through the mind of, of the SDRs or the BDRs that you might have in your team. Look, hope you enjoy this conversation and catch you on the other side. All right, Luke, great to be to be sure. with you today. Um, we're here in, in the Vonage offices in uh, Shoreditch in London. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for, for spending some time with me today on the Sales E-Experience podcast. No worries. Um, so I guess to start, I'd, I'd love to understand, you know, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm um, Luke Butler. Uh, I'm an account executive uh, for Vonage. Uh, I've been with Vonage for around about three years now. Um, so yeah, I'm primarily going out, meeting new prospects. Uh, yeah, that's what I do on a daily basis. Excellent, excellent. Well, look, I guess the, the purpose of this podcast, right, is to understand a bit about your career, mm-hmm. how you've ended up, where you've ended up, highs, lows, and just, just to kind of get your experience out there and, um, you know, understand kind of what you love about sales, what you yeah. hate about it, and, and why you're, you're still in it, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, tell me a bit about your background, you know, where do you go to school, what do you study, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so, from a military background... So I uh, lived in a few different countries throughout my childhood, uh, Germany for most of it. Um, so I went to a military school uh, in various places in Germany. I lived in Australia for two years. So I went to a school just outside Sydney. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I st- kind of stayed in the UK kind of after the age of 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to a school in Ripon, so up Yorkshire, New oh, Norway. Nice. Um, and, and yeah, so that's kind of my, my schooling. And then in terms of how I got into sales, um, I, my first sales job was actually uh, in a village that I lived in, trying to make money by cutting people's grass. So I guess <laughs> that's kind of sales. Um, so literally just, uh, just printed off some uh, business cards posted it through people's door. I think I got one or two of <laughs> my offers. Uh, yeah, so I would, I would go around with like an electric lawnmower, plug it into their electric. <laughs> so I was using like their electricity. It wasn't a petrol lawnmower, but uh, I guess that was my first job in sales. Yeah. So how old were you when you were doing that? Uh, like 17, 18, something, nice just, just trying to make money at college basically. Cool. And so would you, would you like knock on doors to follow up or uh, <laughs> tell me more about yeah, that? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I would literally spend like evenings going around posting the business card through. Uh, and then, yeah, I'd, I'd have a few people ring me up and be like, yeah, can you come around this weekend? <laughs> I had a couple of regular customers that kind of every other week I'd go around to their house on a Sunday and cut the grass. Um, I, in fact, I also, a second business that I had in that village was as, as an IT consultant. <laughs> so the village was, you know, of an older generation. And I thought, okay, well, I, I think I'm quite tech savvy. Um, so yeah, I also posted through my business card for fixing <laughs> laptop issues, uh, and I had one person come to me with a, a virus on a laptop which I couldn't fix, so I had to kindly kind of just say to them that it's kind of out of my remit, and that was the, the business over from there, my reputation went down, down the pan. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, um, I guess at that point did you know that you wanted to be in sales, or was it just yeah. the... 
that was natural to you to, to yeah get to so it i've got you? i've got a couple of family members that are in sales and okay. have done quite well for themselves um so and i just like meeting like meeting mm-hmm. people right so i thought you know sales is probably quite a good career to go into and going into university you're still a little bit unsure exactly what you want to do right so i did the classic thing of okay well i'll just do a business degree because that covers like a wide element of things yeah i can decide and it was definitely more kind of yeah the sales side of it that i enjoyed the most um so i knew that's what i wanted to do but you know i didn't know what i wanted to sell it you know it could have been anything um so yeah then at uni i got a job at enterprise rent a car okay so i did like their graduate scheme yeah, yeah, yeah. which is essentially washing cars and selling car insurance to people uh so I guess that was my first proper sales job, actually. You know, employed getting, by somebody. Employed, getting yeah. paid a wage every, every month. So I did a, a summer internship, which was like three to four months long. <laughs> and then when I went back to uni for my final year um, in Winchester, they said, you know, come and work part-time with us at Winchester. Oh. So I continued to do that, which was quite a good actual uni job. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and quite sales-focused, you know, <laughs> you know, trying to get people to buy insurance and upsell and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely, it's, yeah. I uh, I always find I've I've recently um, booked a car rental yeah. for holiday to Spain later this year and um, it, it's a pretty compelling argument, yeah. isn't it? If you don't buy this insurance, yeah. then it'll cost you a lot more the, if the, you get a scratch. They, on the they car. pay that card. Is that, <laughs> yeah, you know, even a scratch kind of this big and you'll have to pay thousands of pounds. Or you can buy this insurance for five pound a day. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, I'll buy the insurance. Then. So <laughs> it probably wasn't a hard sell. It was quite an easy sell, I'd say, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and then, yeah, when they returned their car, they didn't buy the insurance, then we kind of would go around and go find tooth comb and say, okay. <laughs> and scrap. Yeah. No, 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 we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> of course not. Okay, cool. No, yeah. So, you studied business at university. Yeah. What kind of student were you? Were you a good student, a bad student? Oof, how, how do you describe uh, yourself? So, coming out of college, I didn't have the best grades. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was a C, C level at, at college, so not the best grades. And then I kind of went into uni off. You know, I kind of just said, look, I might as well give it a good shot, you know, with the money that you pay to go to uni. Um, first year wasn't that great. I don't know why. Um, but, you know, my, my grades were quite average still. And then actually in the second year, I did an exchange uh, semester okay. in France, which was by far the best experience of going to university. Um, and it was at the International Business School of Normandy. Oh, cool. Um, and just like mixing with all different cultures, um, you know, all different people from all different backgrounds. It was kind of from that point where I kind of really excelled. And I think, uh, you know, the fact that the exams were in English and the rest of the, my classmates, English was the second language. <laughs> so for me, I maybe had a little bit of an advantage, but yeah kind of from that point I, I knew that I could do well okay yeah excellent and so if you don't mind me asking what, what did you come out of the university with I got first in the end yeah excellent. so uh, the second year and the third year yeah I just made sure I was, I was literally just above the threshold for a first <laughs> like, but it's a first right so yeah congratulations yeah, yeah really proud yeah. very well done so um, graduate university yeah what happens next what do you what do you do there uh, it's quite a quite a daunting moment right because you uh, you kind of at uni you have a security if you're at uni you have a day to day task you go to you go to university and you study and you do your exams and all that sort of stuff and really kind of five months towards the end of uni it starts to dawn on you like what the hell am I going to do when I get kicked out of my student accommodation mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I'm going to have to find money and all that sort of stuff do I move back home when my parents are in Scotland uh, you know probably not um, so yeah I just started looking I was um, just looked on uh, the Winchester uni job site and basically, I found the first job that came up. Okay. It was at um, 
a software company just outside of Winchester. Mm -hmm. So, you know, relatively easy to get to. Uh, and the job was an account manager. So great, you know, um, want to go into sales, you know, I don't really know what they do, but I want to be an you know, account manager, sounds good. Yeah. So just went for that. Um, and yeah, I got, got the job. Excellent. Uh, so, just a quick question on that. Before you yeah. started, so two questions really. One, yeah. you decided you want to be in sales, so you were, you were actively looking for a sales job? Uh, it was my preference. Preference, okay. Yeah, preference was definitely a sales job. And so, we, just to have interest, were you applying for other jobs as well? Yeah, or? all sorts. All yeah, sorts. all sorts. Just Anything to you have could a, find? Uh, no, no, <laughs> nothing that, I, that, that went further than kind of the first interview. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I knew kind of... That like sales I, was I, yeah, an I wanted, area you wanted to be in sales, but you know, sales is quite a broad term, right? Absolutely. So, I had, I, had no, I had no real idea what that actually meant. I just knew I wanted to do it. Yeah, right? okay. Um, and that, that leads quite nicely into my second question, which was before you started that job yeah. as account manager, how much did you understand about what the role was? Like, did you know what your day-to-day -day was going to be like before you started? Uh, not apart from what was on the job spec. Um, and was that, was that so a helpful it, job it, spec? It was just like, you're going to be looking after X amount of customers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is the three-year plan from a commission point of view. Okay. So I knew that, you know, what the year one commission uh, structure was like, I knew how it progressed and all that sort of stuff. And you have a, a, um, a car allowance and all that, and, you know, all this yeah. sort of stuff they're throwing at me is like, great, you know, the base salary commission, you know, seems pretty reasonable. I don't know too much about the job yet, but you know, yeah. Okay. So what happened? What how, happened? How, how did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably quite naive. So I went, went into the role. I didn't know too much about the company. Um, and I'm kind of just learning on the go, right? And you probably have to do that in you know, your first job or so, just to kind of, yeah, ha had a sales director that I was reporting into, kind of lent on him quite heavily to kind of guide me through different situations. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, I was looking after around about 60 customers. And basically, uh, you know, I was like an orders, orders desk, right? They, they were contacting me when they wanted to add new licenses or change the structure mm -hmm. of the contract. Um, you know, they, they, I would be their point of contact for any technical questions either, which were quite challenging because I wasn't really from a technical background. Um, well, you were an IT consultant. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. yeah. But that's probably why they hired me, actually. Um, nah, but, but yeah, so it, it, it was an account manager role, but it wasn't kind of going out, you know, nurturing accounts, you know, looking for cross-sell opportunities. It was more of a reactive role. Okay. You know, it, it was quite a small company, so um, the, the, you know, maybe lacking a little bit of structure, but you kind of knew what you had to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, um, how, how long were you there, and, and kind of yeah. what, what prompted the decision to move on? Yeah. And, and kind of what happened next? Yeah, it's just um, so I was there for eleven months. Uh, you know, not ashamed to say I got made redundant after okay. eleven months. Um, you know, which is quite a challenging uh, thing. You know. 11 months into your first role and you're told look we, we no longer need you um, you know and it's actually they hired three free graduates and we were all eventually let go for whatever reason um, so yeah then you, you go into a mode of panic you're like well this doesn't look great on my CV uh, you know I wanted to have a great career in sales and I've, I've been let go after 11 months so I actually knew someone that worked at New Voice Media mm -hmm. uh, and she said look we've got these positions, um, yeah. Why don't you just go and have a look? And again, you know, I'm probably a little bit desperate at that time. I was like, okay, well, let, I'll just go. Again, not really sure on the company. Don't I've had a look at the website. Don't really get it. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's software. 
um, you know, something to do with you know selling on the phone. I'll just go and have a look. So yeah, just went for an interview, and then uh, you were there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, for for the benefit of those watching and listening, I actually hired Luke yeah. at New Bus Media in a in a previous life. So talk to me about kind of that process. Why yeah. why did you decide to join? Um, what what did you learn from from that experience? And, yeah. and kind of tell me about that. Uh, it's quite, I, I guess, quite lucky that I joined NBM, right? Because I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah, I didn't know much about the company. I just knew I needed a job, right? So, um, you know, kind of going through the interview process, understanding the role. You know, I, I was probably, to be honest, a little bit set back with the role in the fact that it wasn't an account manager role. But realistically, looking back, neither was the other role I was in. It was just named as an account manager role. Um, and I suppose to go from from that role to a you know, inside sales development, it's quite like a mentally challenging thing to do to say, okay, well, I'm gonna be on the phones now, um, you know, outbound prospecting, supporting account executives that are actually closing business. Um, so yeah, I, I would say definitely kind of the first few months were were particularly challenging for me to get my head around that. Um, and yeah, I'd say it's particularly challenging. Okay, and, and your title then was a, a sales development representative or, or yeah, a sales yeah. representative what what is that role what was that, I doing what, what does that role look like yeah yeah so essentially I was supporting two account executives in building the pipeline and when we okay. say pipeline we talk about booking meetings for them mm-hmm. so booking calls where I've qualified the opportunity uh, and it's now at a stage where you know they can f- uh, do further qualification on it okay. uh, you know book a demo go and see the, the prospect but essentially you know the way that I view the SDR role is the first line of defense you know if someone uh, you know says that they're interested in your offering <laughs> then the SDR role is that first person that is going to get on the phone to that person and just qualify actually what are they interested in and actually can my company help them is there a match there and if there isn't a match fine maybe it's not the right time or the right opportunity but if there is a match then that's when you would book it for the account executive okay yeah. So, talk to me about kind of that journey of of starting that role, and you know what did what did you learn? Yeah. What did you experience? What were some of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really tough role, right? Being on the phone, I, I'd say, you know, uh, initially there there's a lot of tough questions, and and trying not to get into a functionality conversation of look, you know, we need X, can your company do it? But rather actually get into a value conversation, yeah. and I think that does take quite a few months as an SDR to to try and lead with a value for that company rather than say, yeah, we can do telephones, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, So yeah, really challenging role. I think, um, you know, the SDR role for me was all about having that relationship with the account executive and and seeing myself as a, a, you know, probably an extended arm of their business Mm -hmm. rather than seeing it just as like, I'm booking meetings for you and that is my role. Mm Um, yeah, and then, you know, as kind of went through the months, then you start to think, okay, well, how can I be more proactive, you know, instead of just reacting to inbound leads, how can I be more proactive in actually going after certain accounts and going in with the right messaging and making it personalized to individuals within that account and, and trying to, to sell them the vision of what new voice media can offer them. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So when, when did you feel like you got it? When yeah. did you feel like, right, I've nailed this, I know what I'm doing, yeah. I know how to be successful. How did that happen? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, again, to be, to be honest, I think probably after four months, I hate the role. I literally hated it. And I, I, just, I, just, I struggled with that, you know, that mentality of going back to being, you know, inside sales. Um, but it was really, I, I'd say probably from month five to month six, uh, six where I just, I just got it. And you could see people progressing from a, 
an SDR uh, into the account manager role or account executive role. So you really start to see the vision in terms of what your career could be like. Um, and I think probably more importantly, you realize how important the SDR role is, right? You know, to actually understand the value of what you're selling, but also to understand, you know, how to communicate with, with prospects. Mm -hmm. You know, again, you can imagine if you want to move to an account executive role, you need kind of those core capabilities to, to have a, a conversation, you know, with a operations director. Um, so again, yeah, I'd say, yeah, kind of after month six is when I really started to get it and started to see it much more than a role of just booking meetings. There's, there's much more to the role. Yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're what, 22 at this point? 23, uh, yeah, 23 maybe? yeah. And you're speaking to senior business executives who have been yeah. on 20, 30, 40-year careers. Yeah dealing with multi-million pound businesses yeah. that's a that's not a conversation you're expecting to yeah. have necessarily and they can sniff people out that are new right, right. They, know. <laughs> <laughs> they know and again that's part of the SDR role is actually understanding how business works and, that, and it probably sounds a little bit yeah. stupid but actually having a business led conversation you know with a prospect and, and not only you know selling them what you do but also understanding how their business operates actually how do they make money as a business what is the value that your you know solution is going to give to that business? So that's a you know a key learning point as an SDR is actually understanding how business works, and you know once you once you have that understanding, you can start to have those detailed conversations, and your opportunities become more qualified, and therefore more likely to, to actually move into pipeline. Okay, excellent. So talk to me a little bit more about that kind of value piece, right? Mm -hmm. So you're having conversations with business leaders some yeah. of them are coming to you and saying yeah. look we're interested in your solution how can it help me yeah. others you're reaching out to and trying to provoke that conversation how do you how do you do that how do you focus on business value versus our product can do x y and z yeah so I, I think yeah like I said there's two sides there's an inbound and outbound side on the inbound side they have registered an interest right so that the conversation is much more of a natural conversation, right? You know, there must be a reason why they're contacting you. It's not, no one wants to window shop software. Like, no <laughs> one does that, right? Yeah, so <laughs> There must be a reason why they're contacting you. And, and uh, I'm sure that a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of SDRs face the challenge of, you know, you ask them, okay, well, what prompted you to get in contact with us? Oh, what we want x feature oh great okay well that's a qualified meeting we'll chuck it to the account executive mm -hmm. but that's not the case i think you know especially on those inbound calls what you want to get to is like why like what happens if you don't have that feature right. like what impact does that have on your business mm -hmm. and then you can really start to see the value that you're going to drive to that that prospect or that company um yeah you just, it's that deeper level of understanding it's great they want x but why? Like, and, you, and a lot of the time, you literally have to ask the question, why though? Like, what impact will that have on your business? Mm -hmm. And like I said, that's when, in my opinion, and as an AE now, that's, that's a qualified meeting, right? When I understand why they're speaking to us. Okay. You know, what, what's, the, what's the driver? So, so why is that, asking you why yeah. again, but why is that important to you as an AE? Yeah, yeah. That, that you have those qualified meetings? Like, why, why is, what's the significance but, of of the SDR role for you? Yeah, because I, I guess ultimately, as an account executive, you want to close business. You don't want to, you know, waste time on, on on people that are, you know, just looking for the sake of looking, right? right? Um, and also, it, it allows you know you as an account executive to have a more you know in depth conversation with that with that company and actually start to get key stakeholders from that company. If you understand the value, then you know what people to include, and you also know and you know I, I'm. 
like a lot of software companies, everyone wants to give a personalised demo. Everyone wants to show the value. But how can we do that if we, we don't really understand why they're speaking to us? Um, and again, you know, you look at the wider sales cycle, and I reckon the amount of opportunities that close when you understand why and what the, the actual value is on that business, I, I, you know, it's a much higher percentage than the functionality X, Y, and Z. So you're more likely to focus your time on them as an account executive. Um, yeah. Okay. Excellent. So um, you're in the SDR role. Yeah. Talk to me about kind of some of your highlights, some of your lowlights. Yeah, yeah. What What were the the best and worst bits uh, of that time? <laughs> I'll start with the worst bit. Probably. Okay. So the worst bit was again quite new into the role, and we had this event. We were <laughs> we were trying to drive. Oh, this yeah, is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had this event. We were trying to drive, and again, you know, uh, I just didn't get it. Why like? why am I being tasked with driving people to the event? Like, you know, I'm not an events manager or anything like that. You know, I want to book meetings. And anyway, we give this task a few weeks in advance to drive people to the event. Anyway, the event comes along. It's, a, it's in Manchester. Not naming specifics, but it was a disaster. And uh, we didn't get the turnout we wanted. You know, our CEO at the time had, had gone up and given a keynote. And realistically, the turnout was just not great. And it was clear everyone could see that, right? So anyway, the next day we're in the office, and uh, I, I get into the office, and you're you're already there, and you you want a word with me. I'm like, okay, what have I done? Maybe I've said something wrong at the event, or you know, maybe I did something wrong. But essentially, I just hadn't put the, the time and effort into driving attendance to the event. I've been focusing on on other areas, and didn't realise how important the event was for the business, <laughs> but also didn't realise how the, important the event was for me in building pipeline in the future and building <laughs> meetings. Um, so basically you just got my report up and was just like look you haven't over the last three weeks your activity levels on this specific event have been terrible and now I've got the sales director telling me you know why is Luke in my team you know why why is he even here you know so I think that's quite tough to kind of take and actually think you know that 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 spotlight again as an SDR other people higher up in the business do focus on what you're doing and again I didn't realize that before I thought you know I'm just gonna make my calls I'll, I'll just get on my day and, and no one else will check but it was clear from that point that you know if the, the sales director of Amir is is looking at my call stats and activity levels then um, yeah I need to be on it and I got called out and it was quite a hard thing to take to say you know you know if I wanted to move in an account executive role and he was part of that hiring process why you know him to say why is he here that's that's difficult right yeah that's yeah. difficult to say yeah I, I mean I, I remember the conversation and yeah I, I think you're well aware that from my perspective yeah there was no risk of you being fired yeah, yeah right it was it was definitely a conversation to try and highlight how things could be better rather yeah. than to to try and make you feel terrible about yourself yeah but I guess if a bit of insight into how that impacted you and what that like what changed as a result of that? I did anything. Change? I think it drove me to be to to be better, and I think because I knew by that point I would, I did want to make the, the the next step into sales. Mm-hmm. You know, if the sales director is going to be you know on top of me in terms of looking at what I'm doing, then I need to prove to him in the long run that I am right to be at the business, and I'm also right to move into the account executive role. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say it, it definitely. You know, initially I was a bit set back, but I think it kind of. Yeah, had that, that extra drive, um, you know, once I had a bit, a bit of time to digest kind of that. Uh, yeah, it probably definitely made me going forward, make sure that I push events and also, you know, make sure that, you know, my activity levels are high and, and ultimately, you know, that's what I did. Excellent, excellent. It's, it's something that I come across a lot where yeah. 
people have this turning point yeah. in their career where something happens, whether it's a mistake that they make yeah. or or a conversation they have with somebody that really kind of drills it home as to how big the opportunity is for them yeah. in this type of role. And uh, I, that was definitely my perspective of you, is that this yeah. experience, it showed you if it can be that noticed when I drop the ball, yeah. how noticed will it be when I It's exactly that. It? It's exactly that. Um, you know, because as an SDR, you want to impress. Uh, you know, the SDR role is really tough, um, but it can be really rewarding if you do the right things. And I think that, like you said, I think it was that turning point of actually, if I do the right things, if I stand out from the rest of my team, then I'm going to be noticed, right? Um, uh, yeah, so and I guess on that point, you know, I, you know, making calls and sending out emails isn't enough to be noticed. You've got, you've got to do do other things. And like I said, the way that I viewed my role after that is actually not just booking meetings for account executives, but to be an extended arm of their business, you know, to support them in any way I can, whether that be, you know, uh, shadowing qualifications call, mm-hmm. calls with them, shadowing demos, doing ex- extra research, atten- attending, um, you know, sales strategy meetings with them, or even going on site, I want it to be seen from the sales director's point of view as that person that's going above and beyond and not just sitting there making calls and going home every day. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so let's, let's move on. Yep. What, what about highlights? What, what are some of kind of your, your proudest moments or, or best experiences as an SDR? Yeah, I, I, I would say probably uh, my proudest moment as an SDR, I guess just, just being at the... So actually, there's a couple. One was the act, uh, smashing out the highest number of calls in one day. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was near the 200 mark. Very nice. Um, so, you know, good to get a shout out for that. I think other things, you know, just to be seen amongst your peers as someone that's credible. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like I said, as an SDR, you can come in and make calls, but actually the rest of the business know, you know, what you're contributing. And I, I feel like kind of towards the end of my time as an SDR, the rest of the business did know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just to have that credibility, I think, yeah, that, that was definitely a highlight as an SDR. And, and you know, to, to take the role to the next level, um, that was really important to me. So interesting yeah. uh, kind of hearing that from you because what I predicted would be a highlight so a different to the really? things that you said um, you know maybe maybe you're being modest but as the record holder for the most amount of meetings booked yeah. in a month during the time that, that I was yeah, at New yeah. Media um, that January was, yeah, was yeah. quite something that, that was actually good and I think that was probably the same month as the cool stat one quite possibly um, quite possibly what, yeah. what was it you achieved in that month was it like 30 or something? 30, 30 meetings. Yeah. It was around about that. Like, 30 like more meetings. than one meeting per working day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, and again, it's those sort of behaviours that get you recognised. So it, for me personally, it probably wasn't that I held the record for the meetings. It was more about, you know... What that did for your personal brand in the business. Exactly. What, what people, you know, started to come up to me and say. I think actually another highlight was a sales kickoff once. Okay. And for the sales kickoff. Um, probably by this point, I've, I've probably been in the role for about eight months, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would say looking back, you know, probably quite, uh, you know, shy, you know, not very kind of outspoken, you know, kind of just kept myself to myself, I would yeah. say. Um, and actually at the sales kickoff, we were doing like pitches. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember, but we had at that time where we were whiteboarding. Right, yeah, yeah. We were putting to different teams, different tables, and on my table I had um, uh, the sales director next to me. And he said, um, they were like, right, we need two people from each team to go up and present. Uh, you probably remember this now. I do now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to go and present <laughs> the sales pitch. And I'm thinking, well, I don't want to do it because I'm just an SDR. Like, I'm not even an account executive. Like, why would I do it? There's other people on this table that could do it. 
that you know it's part of their daily they would role. nail it they would nail it there's no risk involved right so I'm sitting there quite quietly at this point no one's really putting a hand forward and uh, the sales director next to me who I had very little um, engagement with probably previously um, said you know Luke you're going to do it right and, and it's kind of on the spot you, you kind of just kind of sink into your seat and you can't you can't, you can't say, say no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can't say no to it. I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, so I did it. And, uh, you know, I think, again, you know, having that exposure to the rest of the sales team, you know, I don't know how many people, 150 people maybe, something yeah, yeah. like that. Possibly more. Possibly more. Because um, there was marketing and product yeah, and yeah. a whole bunch of people there. And, and to, to actually get up there and, and deliver that pitch, the whiteboard, um, you know, to have that visibility. Um, again, the amount of people that came up to me afterwards and said, I didn't realise, like, you know that you were a good presenter or I didn't realize that you know you, you kind of got the value proposition yeah. um, I, I feel like at that point my um, personal brand within uh, new voice media kind of went up a little bit yeah. so that was a significant moment for me um, again in the SDR role. I, I seem to remember there was one one comment you made during that presentation uh, that really kind of uh, <laughs> nailed it home that you were you were there. So I guess a bit about oh, right. so New Voice Media. I love New Voice Media. Uh, no, it was uh, so New Voice Media, big partner of Salesforce, uh, uh, yeah. Salesforce.com. And what what was it you said? It's like I absolutely love sales. <laughs> it was like I absolutely love Salesforce. But did, I'm pretty sure Jeremy, the sales director, got me to say that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's another one of his little things that he needs to get in there. Sorry. Yeah, I just I just remember it being very bold. Yeah. Not aggressive, but. Yeah just a bit of a stamp of yeah, I'm yeah. here yeah, yeah. I'm here and I'm not here to not be noticed yeah exactly um, okay excellent so you're nailing it as an SDR you're breaking records yeah you want to be an AE yeah talk to me about how that process happened and then and then we'll, we'll go yeah from yeah so I think as, a, as an SDR you always have a, a, a point and probably a lot of SDRs have this is that after nine months or so, you just think you're ready, right? You're smashing the numbers, you're hitting the call stats, you're hitting the emails, and you get to a point where you're like, actually, what else can I do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what else does like this business want from me to prove that I'm an, I'm ready for the account executive role? And actually, there's there's a few things there that that I would say kind of was a key part of my learning. So nine months in, you know, you start to kind of speak to the hiring manager, sales manager, sales director, whatever, and, and you, you tell them with your intent, right? Look, I wanna, I don't wanna be an SDR forever. I wanna move, wanna move up. Like, I think I'm ready. And you know, a kind of a key learning point that I had was the, the the person I spoke to at the time was like, well, you know, can you give me a demo of the solution? Can you talk me through the value proposition while doing a demo? You know, do you understand actually how the product product works? And and it was kind of that point. I was like. Well, no, I don't. So why? So you can see from his perspective, like, well, you're not ready to be an account executive because all all I focused on that time was booking meetings, mm. booking calls, and, and hitting my SDR number, which is which is absolutely fundamental. You yeah. have to do that. But yeah, I would say, you know, one is that I needed um, yet yeah, to really understand the solution I was selling, um, you know, and minimise risk for the hiring manager. The second is. You know the point that I made earlier about getting to know business. You know, again, as an SDR over time, you'll start to have more informed business conversations. Um, so that was another key point: is actually, you know, understanding how business operates before you move into the account executive role. Because on your second day as an AE, you could be sat opposite a COO who knows like business like the back of his hand, right? And he's gonna he's gonna smell you out. If you don't know, um, you know, if you're two days into the role, he's gonna know. <laughs> so you need to minimise um, the risk involved in that. Um, and then secondly, I would, uh, thirdly, sorry, I would say, um, 
you know, after that nine month period, I knew I wanted to be an account executive, but I also knew that I needed some sort of mentor internally to, to help me understand actually what is it that an account executive does on a day to day basis. Um, so luckily enough, you know, I had a mentor that was the account executive that I was lying to. And, you know, like I said before, even if it was just shadowing demos or shadowing on-site meetings when my SDR manager let me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just, just understanding how they conduct themselves. And it's going to sound stupid, but like just picking up like little phrases that they say mm -hmm. or, yeah, just how they conduct themselves in front of prospects is really important. And you can't, you, you, you need to have an understanding of how it's done before you move into the role. Um, so, yeah, that was important to me. And then, so... Kind of like I said, at the nine month point, I thought I was ready. I wasn't ready. Um, and then about six to eight months later, the opportunity came up uh, to apply for an account management position. Um, so yeah, I just went, went for that, basically. Excellent. Yeah. And I guess you've kind of talked about this. Yeah. And I appreciate you spoke recently at the Sales Confidence event yeah. uh, about the things that you need to do to prepare to be an account executive and to make that transition. When it when it, the time came that you were successful in that process yeah. and you get given the job, what were kind of some of the key learnings or the key things that you felt you wish you'd known or yeah. you wish you'd done to prepare and some of the things that you thought, you know what, that was crucial for me to have, yeah. have had? Well, I think in the SDR role, you're quite siloed in your business. Uh, you know exactly what your role is, you <laughs> get on with it. Um, and you don't need too much support from other areas. I would say probably a key learning of moving into an actual sales role is um, understanding how your business operates internally. So you can imagine as an account manager, you uh, deal with different departments within the, the company, right? Whether that be legal for contractual issues, um, whether it be um, uh, professional services for implementation uh, questions and things like that. There's a lot of touch points within your business that you need to, you need to have essentially. So I would say a key learning for me is that probably what I should have done is spent a little bit more time actually understanding kind of the key players in different areas of mm -hmm. the business and actually building a rapport with them to not only understand you know, what they do on a day-to-day -day basis and how their division operates, but probably more importantly, what, what would they expect from me as a, as a future AE or account manager, right? Just mm -hmm. so I know how to you know, interact with them, you know, build that rapport up, you know, get answers quickly, and just to have that support network because, you know, like I said, as an SDR, that's not as important. But as soon as you make that step into, you know, a closing role, it's a team effort, right? Yeah. You need other areas of the business to help you uh, actually close business. So, yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, uh, talk to me a bit about kind of your journey since then. So, you, your account yeah. manager role, that was where you were looking after existing customers? Yeah. So And what's happened Yeah. So, I was looking after around about 60 existing customers mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in, a, in a closing role. Um, so yeah, I did that for about seven, eight months. Uh, really actually good kind of stepping stone, I, I saw it. Uh, because these customers are using the solution. Um, you know, they knew the product. Uh, you know, the, the, the conversations I was, was having with them isn't, wasn't so much around, you know, selling the vision of the company. It was more around helping them, you know, get value from the platform and also looking at areas where I think they could benefit from of maybe, you know, products or features that they're not using today that would actually give value to their operation. So I think my first like two, three months as an account manager was literally just going on site to a lot of customers and saying, look, what is your strategy? What are your objectives over the next 12 months? You know, how does our solution tie into that? You know, and really starting to build up that, that vision of what their business is doing 
and just matching that to what we can give them. Yeah. So it was kind of a little bit of a different sales cycle to an account executive. Um, so yeah, I did that for seven months, really, actually really enjoyed it. Um, you know, had a good team around me, which again was crucial. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, had that mentorship program that we spoke about earlier. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, the business always knew that my desire was to move into a new business account mm-hmm. executive role. Um, and actually at the time, um, again, there was an, an opportunity that came up for an account executive role. And um, yeah, I got, got put forward. Um, I did a kind of a hybrid role for a, a few months of actually looking after existing customers okay. and then transitioning to new business. Um, but yeah, and then I've been doing that for kind of a year or so now, I guess. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And within that time, New Rush Media were acquired by Vonage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I guess I was quite lucky um, with joining New Rush Media because, as we all discovered, I was a little bit unsure, and you know, the first three to four months, like, I, I didn't enjoy the role particularly. Mm-hmm. But no, really fortunate that I did stay. Um, and yeah, you know, as a company, you know, like a lot of SaaS companies, we were VC backed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, kind of. Uh, yeah, it was important to us that we had kind of that stability in the future. And, you know, as of uh, last October, we got acquired by Vonage for $350 million, which is a really, a, yeah, a really significant, you know, part, part of my career is to say, look, I was, I've been at a company, you know, a SaaS company that were VC backed and we, we got to that point of acquisition, which a lot of SaaS companies want to get to, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, yeah, really, really good. And yeah, exciting times of Bonnage ahead. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, I guess moving into a few kind of quick quick fire questions, yeah. or maybe not quick fire, we'll, we'll see how they go. Yeah, but yeah. Um, tell, tell us a bit about kind of what Vonage, New Voice Media do, who do you sell yeah. to, and, and what, what is it that you sell? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> like, like pitch, yeah, pitch yeah. everyone. Yeah, so essentially uh, we're an end-to-end unified communications platform. Um, so we deal with businesses that want to address communication uh, challenges that they're having, whether that be internal communication or external communication. Um, so Vonage provide that end-to-end UC solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they provide things like video chat, you know, internal chat, phones on, on, on desk, phones, um, mobile applications. And really where New Voice Media come into it is that intelligent integration into Salesforce, right? So, you know, you think about uh, from a customer service perspective, if you call into your phone provider, uh, you want to have a really good experience. And using New Voice Media and Vonage, we can utilize data in Salesforce to make Salesforce not only a CRM tool but a communication platform. So, you know, your phone provider know who you are, why you're calling, and give you that VIP customer service because I'm sure you spend quite a lot of money. With <laughs> um, and then from an outbound perspective, you know. Um, you know, we enable people to have more conversations, right? There's, there's so many tools out there that 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 drive um, more um, more dials, essentially. You know, picking up more rings. But actually, where New Voice Media Advantage sits in is actually having intelligent conversations with people. You know, looking at processes within Salesforce to say, well, who is the next best person you should call? <laughs> is it someone that has just completed a form on your website and registered some sort of interest? Or is it someone that you spoke to yesterday and you said you'd call them back now, right? How, how do we intelligently decide you know, who you should call next? Um, so it is really that end-to-end communication platform and you know, we're uniquely placed with Vonage now, um, so it's exciting times. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah, very, very exciting times ahead. Yeah. So um, 
so where, where can people find out more about, about Vonage um, and yeah. what's, what's the best way for people to, to contact you uh, yeah. to, so LinkedIn, to investigate more? I'd say LinkedIn's a really good tool. So it's Luke, Luke, Butler. Luke Butler on LinkedIn, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you can obviously go on the Vonage website, you've also got the New Voice Media website for the Salesforce integration. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn. Okay, cool. So uh, final final two questions. Yeah. Uh, three, maybe three okay. questions, we'll see. So first, what, what advice would you give to somebody that's considering a career in sales? Um, that is a good question. So I would say, um, I, I'd say for, for someone uh, that wants a career in sales, I would say, you know, if you're going into an SDR role, do not see it as a back step or do not see it as an, a, a non-important role in your career. Because really in that SDR role, the way that I view it is that is, is, is your learning time to build yourself up to become an account executive and prove to others you're the right person for the role. Um, so really, you know, the first you know, year, year and a half, two years is really about, you know, putting the graft in. You know, it's, it's not going to be glamorous to start with. But again, if you want to become an account executive, you, you really need to use that role, not only to understand how to actually have business conversations, but also understand, you know, things like, um, you know, understanding the software, understanding actually what you're selling, understand the value proposition. So use it as a learning, a, a learning platform, I would say. Okay, yeah. excellent. Um, next question. Uh, how much, I mean, look, you're still reasonably early in your career. Yeah. Um, but it feels like you've had quite a bit of success so far. So how much of that success do you feel is down to luck and being yeah. in the right place at the right time versus your kind of hard work and skill and, yeah. and natural talent? It's probably, it's probably a bit of both, probably. Um, you, you think about the luck side, right? You know, I didn't even know about New Voice Media Advantage. I've mm-hmm. been here for three years now. Um, you know, literally a friend of a friend referred me into the business, so that, I would say that's pretty lucky. Um, <laughs> Actually, the other side of it is, you know, you do have to put a lot of effort in, a lot of time if you want to be successful. Because when you do become an account executive, you're going to be responsible of your own destiny, right? If you're if you're not closing business, um, if you're not bringing opportunities into into the company, then you know the spotlight is going to be on you. <laughs> so really, you know, you do have to put the hard work in, you know, to to make sure you're the top, you know, top of performance basically. Um, so I'd say it's probably a, a mixture. Okay, excellent. Um, and then final question. Who who do you know that you think has had a, an interesting sales career that would be great for us to to have on the podcast? <laughs> I would say Joe Wright. Joe Wright. Yeah. All right. Speak to Excellent. Joe Wright. Well, Joe, you've been called out. Yeah. We're, we're coming for you. Good. All right. Thank you very much for your no time, worries. Luke. It's an absolute Thank pleasure you. to have Cheers. you on today. Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Would love to hear your feedback, either in the form of a review, or you can get in touch with us at exp recruitment on twitter alternatively you can find me john richardson on linkedin uh, or exp on linkedin um, get in touch leave a review let us know what you think or if there's somebody that you think would make a great interview for this podcast let us know and, and make that introduction for us thank you for your time and have a great week